You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. With UPS, Future You gets seriously pumped. As a package handler, you'll have a great job this season. Make up to $20 per hour after bonuses for a 25-hour work week. Future You goes further than you imagine. Find out what you'll become at upsjobs.com. An official broadcast partner of the University of Louisville, WLCL Sellersburg is 93.9 The Ville. The views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. Our covers on point while others stay struggling. If you don't know, better find out. Main event here to prove a point. Number one, best believe that. Don't turn the dial from the main event. 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 Cause all other shows are irrelevant. And welcome to the Main Event Sports Show. This is your host, Haven Harrington, joined in studio by my fine fellowed friends here. I give you Rashawn Quadruple A Myers. What's going on, my brother? AKA Happy Saturday to you. The 62nd Assassin and the Green Eye Bandit. And over here, we have the Imperial One himself, Reverend Rail. What's going on? Man, maintaining, man. Glad to be here another day. There you go. Hey, for all listeners out there, don't forget, go to maineventsports101.com, our website. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for, uh, you know, buy some merchandise while you're there, too, man. We have all the great main event gear on our website. I want you to check it out. They got everything for the fellows, the ladies, even the babies. Got backpacks, hats, uh, everything that you may need. All, the, all your main event gears on our website. It's very nice. I know. Also. And about our newsletter, man, don't forget, with our newsletter, we give you like the highlights of every U of L UK game and all the major sporting events in that newsletter. So you can read it on Monday morning, catch up on all the highlights of the games, read some great articles by some of our uh, prolific writers. Man, it's awesome. But you know what? Let's go ahead and let's jump right in to- It's a lot going on, man. Tons going on. Like a whole lot going on. It's-, it's <laughs> the, the, and of course, I would be remiss. Um, I, I think we should jump right into basketball. Something that we've been talking about for ever, ever, at least and, since and midseason. Ever. I mean, you know, so something that you know had been highlighted that was <clears throat> a glaring issue uh, and, and a glaring situation that needed to be taken care of. Finally, Chris Mack inserted David Johnson into the starting lineup. 
after a two-game losing streak. And you know what, Haven? I, I feel as if if Louisville needed to lose those games for uh, Coach Mack to make that move, I'm okay with it because now um, this team can go out there and be as good as they need to be to win a championship. And, you know, you hate that they had to go through that um, as they are now in a uh, – uh, blood and guts war with uh, Florida State for the championship. Um, of course, FSU does have a game today, but uh, if both teams win, then that will set up a mammoth, mammoth big Monday coming up uh, with Louisville heading down to your stomping grounds in Tallahassee, uh, you know, with an opportunity to go ahead and lock up a championship, uh, their first ever regular season title in the ACC, which, in, in my opinion, would be huge. Um, but, uh, you know, first things first. Before we look forward, we got to look back. And, you know, you, they talked about uh, the, the two-game losing streak, uh, you know, of course, losing to Clemson, losing to Georgia Tech um, uh, over the past week. Uh, finally, Chris Mack woke up, like our intro says, uh, <laughs> and uh, put David Johnson as well as Malik Williams and uh, Ryan McMahon, three new starters, into that starting lineup. Um, was huge. It, it, but it actually got off to a good start. Absolutely. Uh, instead of Louisville being the team to be down 12-5, uh, at the end of the first segment, Louisville was a team that was up 12-5. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. Do you think it was the introduction of David Johnson into a starting lineup? Or maybe what, Maybe it could have been a players-only meeting. Maybe they got together and decided, you know what? We need to turn this thing around. You know, we need to right this ship ourselves. Well, the players aren't going to decide who's going to start the game. Uh, that's going to be up to the coach. So, um, I, I mean, you know, you can have all the players. I've seen a lot of bad teams have quote-unquote players-only meetings. And guess what? They suck before the meeting, and they suck after the meeting. Um, you, you know, you have to have Your guys. Your church league doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, to have, you have to have the Jimmys and the Joes. And, and you know, I, I have been on uh, Twitter, and I've been on a bit of a Twitter rant because, you know, really and truthfully, when I um, listen to the press conference and listen to Dwayne Sutton speak and Coach Mack speak on uh, Tuesday uh, before the game on Wednesday night, um, I didn't think there was going to be a change. Uh, just from the way that they were speaking, I thought that it was going to be pretty much status quo, and it, there was a lot of talk about you know us just doing what we do better, um, and that was not going to get it done. In my opinion, um, you know Darius Perry and Fresh Kimball, um, both you know very good players, uh, they aren't special, and, and I hope they don't take that the wrong way. It's, it's not saying that they're not good ball players, but David Johnson's special. Um, the thing about a great passer. And this thing you gotta understand. It's the same thing with Jason Kidd uh, and, and with other players that are that have that skill. LeBron James is, is one of those guys. Well, guys are the great passers. Oh, oh, oh what? What? Did you say something positive about LeBron? I mean, James? LeBron James is one of the greatest passers in NBA history. I mean, there's this. I mean, I don't have. I have, you know, just because I said he's not the greatest of all time doesn't mean he's not no, a no, great no, basketball no, no. I mean, player. You no, know, you have like hate for LeBron James. I mean, so. but it is what it is. You gotta, you know, you gotta give uh, give credit where credit's due. And you know, the king is, you know. He's a great player. You know, he's top five all time, maybe. Getting there, kind of. <laughs> but uh, when you, when you, the thing about great passers is great passers beget more great passing, okay? The more this guy passes, everybody else wants to pass the ball more. It's, it's one of the things that are contagious in basketball is that when you have a guy who shows you the way, it makes everybody better. And I think we saw a lot of that on Wednesday night. One of the things that, as a coach, is very important. And, of course, if you want to give us a call, 502-8150-939 is the call in line. If you want to give us a text, 502-3831-939. Is that I, the, the, thing, the first thing I noticed on Wednesday night, David Johnson came out and ran the game plan. Um, he got the ball where it needed to be. He ran the sets the way they needed to be run. And everything that Coach Mack saw in his head and the way he wanted to attack that Syracuse zone, 
David Johnson was the spearhead of that, making sure he got where he needed to be. He directed everybody else to where they needed to be, and they passed the ball the way they needed to. And what you saw from that was the result of a 23-assist game, Louisville's most assists of the year, and I don't think that's on accident. I feel that when you have the right leader and you have a guy who can go ahead and take what you have on paper as your game plan and put that into action – that is a, an amazing thing because a lot of coaches put a game plan out there and then the players get out there on the court and just do whatever the world they want. And, and I think that's one of the things that David Johnson, outside of the fact that he's 6'5", outside of the fact that he's a very good athlete, outside of the fact of all the physical things that he brings. He's a prototypical Denny Crum card. I mean, Denny Crum guard. Yeah, it's a big, big guard. Yeah, uh, big you know. guard, athletic. But, I mean, shoot, the, the ability to take your game plan from paper to action and to know that the guy that you're putting in there can do that is huge. And I, I, I just think that David Johnson, his fingerprints and his impact, um, you know, it, albeit the fact he had seven assists, no turnovers, 15 assists, no turnovers in the last two games, um, albeit those are great stats, I think his impact to that team is much greater. Well, the impact is leadership. And it's actually starting the offense. And that's what this team – when he doesn't start kind of lax, it's like a guy that can initiate the offense, that can get the guys where they need to be and make them better players. I mean, to me, like this Louisville team has all the talent in the world, has all the talent to win a national championship. To me, this, 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 what this team's always been mental. It's never been like the physical. It's never been about this play, you need to run this, or have this guy do that. Yes, are there some things I think this team could do better? That would make them even more dangerous. Yes, I think there's a, a couple of things that if this team could do that would make them even like more deadly than what they are. Like if you can convince Enoch to pass the ball out of the post, that would completely. I won't say completely change the offense, but the offense would be a lot better if you can convince Ward that he actually can take a shorter guy and put his back to the rim and back his man down and score. If he could do that on a semi-consistent basis. Yes, this offense would be a lot more dynamic. But even without those two things happening, this is still a, a really good offensive team. And even when they're not shooting good, you know, they have the tools to run an inside-out game. So even when you're not shooting good, you can still pack it in and, and still score, which makes this team just like almost impossible to truly defend when they're not in their own heads. And not to mention the fact that it was a necessary change at the right time. Now, y'all going to finish out the regular season on a roll, and then y'all going into ACC tournament time with this chemistry that is needed, and then you're going to go on into the NCAA tournament with this chemistry. As long as they continue to play the way that they're playing now, they can go all the way and win the national championship. But it depends on them sticking to the game plan. you got to stick to the game plan. Don't change it up. Stick to what's making sure that you all win. And, and I think that Louisville's in a very interesting spot because I think from what Coach Mack said after the game is that you can pretty much look forward to seeing Malik Williams as, as a starter from here on out. You're, you're going to look forward to seeing David Johnson as a starter from here on out. And, of course, we know that Dwayne Sutton and Jordan War aren't going anywhere in that starting lineup. But with that fourth spot, I think that you're going to see that flexibility of this team uh, to where you know they have a lot of length, they have a lot of size, they have a lot of athleticism, they've got a lot of different types of players. Against Syracuse versus a zone, you know, McMahon gets to start because he's a guy who's going to shoot. You know, he, he's going to stretch the zone, he's going to shoot, he's going to uh, take advantage of those holes. Now let's say you're going up against a bigger, more athletic team. Maybe you need to go with the Samuel Williamson in the lineup as a 6'6 guard, 6'7, you know, long uh, guard wing forward type guy uh, to go out there. You can put him 
out there. Maybe you need a, a guy who's going to be a very physical on-ball defender because maybe you have a, a smaller, faster team like a Clemson or a Georgia Tech. Then you can add a Darius Perry or a Fresh Kimball. And I think that's what we're going to see. And truthfully, even if you had a team that had a lot of size, you could even go out there and slide Enoch into that starting lineup with Malik Williams if you wanted to. Um, but, Twin Towers. Yes, and, and you have that flexibility with this team because all nine guys that play in that regular rotation can play ball. But the thing is, you have to have the right leader in there. And Haven, you you said it um, exactly. David Johnson is a leader. He's a guy that has all the intangibles. He's a guy that's going to say, this is what coach wants. I know what coach wants. You get over there, you get over there. Jordan War is the most talented player on this team. But to me, the most important player, the MVP, oh, it's, it's, it's easy, David it's David Johnson. Johnson. It's easy, David Johnson. And, you know, and going forward, I'm going to be very interested to see what Chris Mack's Louisville teams look like when once he gets his all his own players in. That's that's what I'm most interested. I mean, I, I love what's going on right now. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the ride right now. But I'm just really curious to see what this team looks like with all his own guys in there. Because right now he has a kind of a hybrid 90s basketball team right now where you have a guy in Enoch that can go low. There's a true five, and there's not many true fives left left in basketball, and he is a true five. He can shoot a three every now and then, but he's most comfortable with that little baby jump skyhook in the paint because that's like his only offensive move, but he works it to perfection. Give him all the credit in the world. He works that move to perfection. He's a monster. He is, but he's a true five. But I, I just don't see like Chris Mack in the, in the future going with like like that, that true five. Well, the thing about Chris Mack is, you know, if you look at his best teams at Xavier, what he's what he does is he usually has one close to a true post. He's going to have a, a bigger um, bigger guy down there that can dominate, and he usually likes to surround him with shooters. I mean, and this Louisville team has that makeup in you know as far as skill wise and as far as size wise but the one thing that this Louisville team is missing is the toughness factor that, the that they have and and that's the difference yeah, i think that we'll what this see this team is missing is missing that size and they don't have that Assassin. They don't have great size top to bottom, and I think you'll see that as well. But it's going to be more the mentality. It's going to be the physicality of the team. When you talk about guys like um, uh, uh, Trace Hopkins, uh, who will be in today uh, coming for his visit, the 2021 commitment for the University of Louisville uh, wing out of Chicago, um, that's a guy that you're talking about, 6'7", 235, 240 pounds, very physical player out of the shy that's going to get in there. He's going to mix it up, but he's also got the skill level. Guys like DeAndre Davis, the commitment for 2020, uh, from out of Indianapolis, another guy six five, about two thirty, um, who has a skill game, can put it on the deck, but can also, uh, you know pass the ball he can also do those other things so we're starting to see a transition uh, and and what Chris Mack wants Zion Harmon is a young man who's also coming in a very physical player only about five foot ten smaller guy built like a Mack truck he goes about 185 pounds looks like a running back like a football running back very athletic very physical very explosive great leader um, a guy who may not have the size that Chris Mack lacks but he has elite quickness and athleticism so um, we're going to start to see Chris Mack's um, philosophy uh, and his impact on this roster that's going to happen um, and uh, you know I know that we're up against it for our first break we're going to kind of get into that get into the mentality look forward to the UNC Tar Heels and what they're going to come uh, bringing in here a team that is 
having about as rough a year as NC, uh, UNC's uh, ever had. Horrible year. Uh, uh, old boy uh, Roy, Roy Williams is, is having a tough time with it. But you know what? If you want to get in, I know we got text rolling in. We'll get to those after the break as well. 3831 uh, Or give us a call, 8150 Hey, this is Derby City Game Day, Main Event Sports, and we'll be back. Are you looking to buy or sell a home and want an experienced agent that can walk you through the process? Then call Donald Thomas, your friendly neighborhood realtor. He works with Richard Dean Realty Company and will be more than happy to assist you. Again, that's Donald Thomas, 502-235-2586. Again, that's 502-235-2586. Your friendly neighborhood realtor, Donald Thomas. Louisville basketball is back in action Saturday when the Cards take on North Carolina. And for the most pre- and post-game coverage, keep it locked on ESPN Louisville. Pre-game coverage with Marcus Maven and Steve Rummage starts at 3 o'clock only on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And then directly following the game, it's the Coors Light post-game show live from Beer Nose by the Bridge on all ESPN Louisville stations. We're the first place in town that will take your calls and hear live from Chris Mack. If it's Louisville basketball, we talk about it on ESPN Louisville. Recently, I've asked myself the question, if something were to happen to me, who would take care of my family? Who would pay for my daughter's education, our mortgage? That's why I called David Duncan with Legacy Life Insurance. He set me up with a plan that would make sure that if something ever happened to me, my family would be taken care of. Give David Duncan a call at 502-714-1713 and let David Duncan take care of your family like he's taking care of mine. Turn your love of the game into a lifelong career with a degree in sport administration from the University of Louisville. Work with experienced faculty, gain essential leadership skills, and learn to think critically about hot-button issues within the sports industry. UofL offers both a bachelor's and a master's program completely online, so you never have to miss a game. Get the ball rolling at louisville.edu slash online. Follow the leader, ESPN Louisville, your home for the college football playoff, NFL, the Final Four, and the best sports talk. Download the ESPN Louisville app today. Chef's Cut Pizzeria in Louisville, Kentucky is the area's leading restaurant serving Anchorage, Middletown, St. Matthews, and surrounding areas since 2016. We offer gourmet pizzas, pastas, sandwiches, and a full bar. We also offer delivery and carryout as well as dine-in. Order your next pizza from Chef's Cut Pizzeria in Louisville, Kentucky, the home of the hot brown pizza. Daily specials include Mondays $2 off any large pizza and dollar off any sandwich, Tuesdays, $5 off any alcoholic drinks. Wednesdays, 50 cent wings and $3 glasses of wine. Thursdays, Thirsty Thursdays, happy hour all day. And Friday, Funk Fridays, old school jams and two happy hours from 5 to 7 p.m. and 9 to 11 p.m. On Saturday and Sunday, sports days, come out and cheer on your favorite team. Visit Chef's Cut Pizzeria at 9901 LaGrange Road or online at chefscutpizzeria.com. Chef's Cut Pizzeria, Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back into the main event sports show, Derby City Game Day. Uh, my son Cameron is in the building today, and he was telling me a hilarious. He, he just saw on uh, the the uh, college game day uh, program where, of course, there's a big showdown between Kansas and Baylor. 
and Baylor decided that they were going to uh, put uh, Kansas pinatas out there um, <laughs> and and put meat inside the pin the Jayhawks and let the Bears tear him up. He said he thinks he better get the win tonight. That's going to be a good game. I can't wait. That's probably going to be for the number one overall seed, in, in my opinion. Right now, those two teams in the Big 12 are looking good. I think Kansas uh, and Baylor are both deserving a one seed, so we'll have to see what happens with it on the ESPN. That game, of course, uh, will be preceded by Louisville and UNC at 4 o'clock. I believe Kansas and Baylor uh, hit, the, hit the airways at 6 o'clock. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Hold absolutely. Up, I'm going to ask you a question, man, because you are a North Carolina Tar Heel fan. Indeed I am. <laughs> Would you give us your thoughts on today's game? Like, can the Tar Heels pull the miracle out and, and win in the Yum Center? <sighs> I would like to say yeah, but I don't think so. <laughs> UNC, man, has had. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cole Anthony is a tremendous player. Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony. He can ball. Let, let He's me... a tremendous player, but. Outside of him, there's no nobody with intensity on that team. There's Roy doesn't have anybody that has the hunger to want to be great on that team, other than him. You know what? I I can't I can't support that excuse because UNC is a team that gets as many you know outside of Duke and and can you know maybe Duke and I won't say Kentucky or excuse me Kansas. I'll say Duke and Kentucky. Outside Duke and Kentucky, UNC gets as many five star players as anybody. I mean, now. I don't want to say, I mean, Roy Williams is talking about, well, this team doesn't have that much talent. We're just sucking because, well, first of all, Roy, you recruited all these guys. These are your dudes. These, these are, are your guys. Your You've been dudes. there for a long time. Been there since, what, 03, exactly. I believe. So, you know, I'm not trying to hear the talent excuse, but um, this is still UNC. They still have a lot of guys that are talented. But the issue with them is, first of all, of course, we know Cole Anthony was hurt early in the year. But I think Brandon Robinson going down uh the uh the, the, the he was their leading scorer he goes down just as soon as cole anthony comes back and unc had really started to write the ship before cole got back they had started to win some games and start to look more like quote unquote unc then you have brandon go down you have cole come back i don't necessarily like the chemistry that i'm seeing between cole and this team but the problem is it's like there's just not you have one guy who's hyper aggressive that wants to take it every yes. game with a bunch of dudes who are kind of like, yeah, but you, you know what? You and talk, that's the problem. But you talked about leadership, and, and I think while, while Cole Anthony is a an elite talent, I don't see the leadership from him. Like I, I get a lot of a lot of what I see from Cole Anthony. Truthfully, is a lot of the same thing I saw from Kyrie Irving when he was at Duke. He had but, his injury, came back, but it just never seemed but, like it but meshed. On the second hand of that, Cole Anthony kind of has to be that Kyrie Irving kind of player for this team right now because when you look at it, Armando Bacot hasn't really panned out to be what he was going to be. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Robinson has had injuries. True. And, and it's, Dylan it's Brooks just, is not – even now Dylan Brooks is dealing with uh, illness. He may not yeah. even play today. They said he has a temperature yeah, of about exactly. 102. See, it's been a lot of up and down, up and yeah. down, up and down with this team all year. Yeah, and I, I ain't making no excuses because, Roy, you play with what you got and you make sure that if you recruit these guys, but then again, you get some five-star. Just because they're five stars in high school, they might not transfer into the college game and be that same kind of player. Well, the thing is, with so many injuries and people coming in and out of the starting lineup all the time, it's hard to build that chemistry yes. with your team because you, 
you know, because you get used to playing with a group of guys, and then like you lose like your best score. You had a lot of turnover anyway, just because UNC lost a lot of guys to the league off last year's team. Um, so you know, there was going to be uh, some rebuilding some needed, some growing pains. and it's uh, just like been this. unfortunate that they just have never gotten it together. Because They've never been is, able to get everybody. I'm, I playing think I read someplace this actually may be Roy Williams' like first losing season. He's ever it been associated is. with as, yeah. a, as, as an a assistant coach, coach or, or as an assistant. Yeah. He's as, never as, been as on a team that's had a losing record. This is his very first losing. That's crazy. This ever. is new. I mean, <laughs> so. As long as he's been coaching. Yes. He's never been associated with a, a team with a losing record. That's crazy. That's amazing. And uh, he, he made the statement that this is his first. And his last year with a team with a losing record. Oh man, the, the taste has a, the taste that must leave in your mouth. Oh, because like you, you're not used to that. Like, you've never been a loser. Like what's and you know what? Uh, and the ACC has you know these ACC teams have been getting whooped by North Carolina for years. So best believe everybody is it's enjoying for you. this. Hey, but guess what? And you know, and you know something else that has never been associated with Roy Williams. What's that? He's never had a team that didn't make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not going to make it this year unless they win the exactly. ACC tournament. It's definitely not going to happen. Uh, but we're going to go it, ahead. It must get, start today if we're going to win it. Uh, you better believe it. They, I mean, and that's that's the dangling carrot. Is you know, can you get Cole Anthony out there? I've heard that uh, Brandon Robinson may be back today. Um, you know, they said that they've been uh, practicing with their full complement of players for the first time really Roy, all year. If you're year. somewhere listening, this will be a great birthday present for me, my man. Get the victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think that's going to happen. Thirty-eight, thirty-one. Uh, nine 93.9 is the text line. We got a couple texts coming in. First text says, uh, beating FSU does not guarantee an ACC title. If Duke wins out and we lose to Virginia, Duke wins the title. Well, yes, Louisville controls their own, own destiny in the fact that if they win every game all the way out, even if Duke wins out, Louisville has the tiebreaker, they would win. But, yes, you're absolutely right. It's not about just beating Florida State, but they are definitely in the driver's seat. If you beat FSU, you finish up with Virginia Tech and Virginia the last two games of the regular season, um, you know, you would think that you can come away uh, with those victories. So, yes, you are, you are absolutely right, Texter. They do have to take care of their business. But the most tough – or, excuse me, the toughest part of that is beating – Florida State in Tallahassee. You do that, and you're the odds-on favorite. You should win. I mean, Duke just went out there and lost at Clemson. Uh, you know, or, or excuse me, they lost at NC State. They did lose at Clemson as well earlier in the wow. year, but they lost at NC State. Got destroyed uh, that in that game. That was ruthless. Yeah, so that was a whooping. Th- there's no guarantee that Duke's going to win out the rest of the way either. So, but the door is open. You know, but the door is open, and he got to walk through it. Absolutely. Um, I have another texture coming in as well. Uh, he said, uh, Carolina has played everyone tough, but the cards pull it out. Um, I agree with him. I-, I think that Dylan Brooks, if he's not in there, the veteran big guy, that would probably hurt as much as not having Brandon Robson because of so much size. Guys like Stephen Enoch and uh, Malik Williams down low. Carolina's not the biggest, most athletic team. Baycott is a very talented young Prospect, quote from unquote. my hometown of Richmond, Virginia. Is by that right? Way. Look, so there, look we go. there. I mean, Armando has talent, but um, you know, if you don't have Garrison Brooks in there, who's got a lot more experience, he's bigger, stronger. Um, I think that would not be very good for their chances today. Um, looks like we have another uh, text coming in as well. He says, uh, "Okay, coldest show on the airwaves. Enough about the Tar Heels. Can the Cards handle business and win the conference? You know." The thing that Louisville has as far as an opportunity in front of them is maybe the most amazing feat in college basketball history. 
And the reason I say this, and I don't take this lightly, the University of Louisville has an opportunity to win conference titles in six different conferences. When you talk about going back to the Missouri Valley, being a a champion, you talk about going to the Metro Conference, being a champion, you go to um, uh, the the Conference USA, and and are a champion. You go to the Big East, and you are a champion. You go to the AAC, you are a champion. And now you have an opportunity to go to the ACC and be a conference champion. Six conferences and championships in all of them. That's what we do, including baby. the Big East and the ACC. That's what like, we do. That's I like it's it's something that nobody really thinks about, but to me has always been a dangling carrot out there. Is that if you are a team that has shown the, the ability to be excellent in that many conferences across, you know, all types of teams, all types but more uh, of talent, that's time, amazing. But more importantly, every time we was in those conferences. It was always when a conference was at its strongest. Absolutely, like we was in the Big East, but yes. I still think the Big East was probably that. That was probably the greatest. Oh, it was awesome. basketball conference. Yes, ever. And you were the champion. Ever, and you were the champion. I mean, you know, you had Syracuse at, at their best. UConn was at their best. Yeah, Pitt. At you their know, best. Pitt at their best. But, I mean, to be champions in six different leagues, like that's a feat that's never nobody's ever going to do that. Like nobody, I can safely say that there will never be a college basketball program that even comes close to that. No, like, not anymore, no, because uh, after conference realignment, that's never going to happen again. Yeah, I, I mean, I just it's don't all, know. I settled. don't know how many teams have gone who have played in six different conferences, let alone become champion and been recognized as the best team in that conference. Uh, don't forget, we also did that a lot of times on football as well. Absolutely, I mean, it's it's conference USA um, champions. It's Big amazing. East. Yes, Big East champs, um, AAC, um, for the year that they were in there, I believe they were the champions of the AAC as well. Uh, no, South Florida. They South beat Florida, us. that's right, head-to-head. Sure that's did. right. Absolutely. Uh, really. No, Central Florida, not South Florida. Uh, screw Central Florida. Yeah. The, the one game they won. I really but Blake Bortles at don't, don't remind me of that game. I really hated that game. Thank You know what, Haven? I was on a great <laughs> roll. And then you you had to remind roll and I, I was it. very upset. Louisville was going to go to the BCS that year. Teddy oh, Bridgewater easy. would have been there. Uh, and still had a but, mop of Miami. I mean, but still, that, that's just that's an amazing feat. It's something that nobody ever really thinks about. Um, but you know, it, it's definitely um, a, a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool opportunity they have ahead of them. But just getting back to my point, um, you know, I do think that Louisville is going to win the conference. I think that if they can get it done at Florida State. Um, I will put that caveat on it. I think they will go on to win it. Um, Florida State has been good, but you know what? Florida State has been dealing with some of the same things that Louisville's been dealing with where they've continued to win games, but they have not been dominant. Like There's been several games versus Virginia, versus NC State, uh, versus Notre Dame where they had opportunities to lose those games. They aren't necessarily playing great basketball right now. They're finding ways to win, but you know I think that Leonard Hamilton definitely sees some signs that his team needs to get it together. I think one of the reasons why is classically they aren't a very big team. They don't have a lot of size and a lot of length at the rim, and because of that and the fact that they don't have um, – consistent shooting from the perimeter, I think that kind of gets them in trouble. The ACC basketball-wise is at its lowest point ever yeah, in I, history. Yeah, I, I would have said say its so. lowest point ever in history because the ACC was the most dominant conference when it came to basketball. Yes. Period. Nobody else had the ACC. They already knew automatically the ACC at any point in time could have one to six teams 
in the tournament every year. Well, now, Rel, let me ask you this: is because I agree as a conference as a whole, the conference strength is extremely low. Like outside of those top three teams of Louisville, Florida State, and Duke, um, every other team is pretty much on the bubble or out of the tournament. Let me ask you though: when you have three teams in Duke, Florida State, and Louisville that are all going to probably be top two or top three seeds and have an opportunity to win a championship, do you look at that and recognize that as strength? Because I mean, a lot of times, you know, when you look in football. You know, the SEC has had some down years. ACC was as bad as any, you know, anybody out there. But at the end of the day, you have Clemson, who is championship level. And, of course, the Crimson Tide are always, you know, championship level teams. Like, is that how you measure it? Is it measured by the numbers of teams that can win a title or just overall teams that are good enough to get there? I mean, because in that respect, Louisville, I mean, excuse me, the ACC has as many uh, teams able to win a championship as anybody out there. Like what? 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 What do you measure that by? I measure it by the number of teams that's able to get there. Okay. Because just because you're able to win a championship doesn't guarantee you to win a championship. That's but true. you're only as strong as your conference. So if your conference is weak, then other teams will view you as weak. Texas says uh, pulling for NC State today versus Florida State. So uh, Florida State gets the uh, return, or excuse me, uh, NC State gets an opportunity to uh, give another top team in the conference after knocking off Duke. They have an opportunity uh, to beat the Seminoles as well. Uh, and, and that NC State team, let me tell you something. When Louisville went down there the and beat pack. NC State the way they did, that was a huge win. NC State is not a bad basketball team. Markel Johnson is one of the more talented point guards in the league. Uh, Bryce, uh, the wing, uh, is a very, very good scorer. Uh, of course, they have shooters. They have uh, athleticism. I mean, Kevin Keats has a team that's good enough. For a while there, NC State was considered the fourth best team in the ACC then of course like every other team they went out there and started lose losing some games and so you know, you know. And, and, and I guess to piggyback kind of what, what Rail said I I kind of agree is that the ACC this year yes it is down to me it's all about depth the depth of your league we have like three good teams and then everybody else. Well, and it's funny because, you know what, at the same time you're talking about, and I know we're about to head up against our ne next break before we get back and get into everything else going on in the world of sports as well as maybe some predictions uh, at the end of the show. Including boxing. Including the Fury Wilder fight, which everybody, of course, is oh, very, man. very excited about. It's Beyond going down. Excited. Um, but, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because you have San Diego State. They play in a crappy conference, and everybody still loves them. You have Gonzaga. Everybody knows they play in a crappy conference. Everybody still loves them. They don't get disparaged by that, but the ACC teams are. You know what? And after a break, I'm going to tell you why. There we go. Hey, you are listening to Derby City Game Day, 93.9 The Ville. This is Rashawn Haven Rail, and hey, we'll be back. Chef's Cut Pizzeria in Louisville, Kentucky is the area's leading restaurant serving Anchorage, Middletown, St. Matthews, and surrounding areas since 2016. We offer gourmet pizzas, pastas, sandwiches, and a full bar. We also offer delivery and carryout as well as dine-in. Order your next pizza from Chef's Cut Pizzeria in Louisville, Kentucky, the home of the hot brown pizza. Daily specials include Mondays $2 off any large pizza and dollar off any sandwich, Tuesdays, $5 off any alcoholic drinks. Wednesdays, 50 cent wings and $3 glasses of wine. Thursdays, Thirsty Thursdays, happy hour all day. And Friday Funk Fridays, old school jams and two happy hours from 5 to 7 p.m. and 9 to 11 p.m. On Saturday and Sunday, sports days, come out and cheer on your favorite team. Visit Chef's Cut Pizzeria at 9901 LaGrange Road or online at chefscutpizzeria.com. Chef's Cut Pizzeria, Louisville, Kentucky. 
This is Marcus Maven, and you're listening to 93.9 DeVille. Are you looking to buy or sell a home and want an experienced agent that can walk you through the process? Then call Donald Thomas, your friendly neighborhood realtor. He works with Richard Dean Realty Company and will be more than happy to assist you. Again, that's Donald Thomas, 502-235-2586. Again, that's 502-235-2586. Your friendly neighborhood realtor, Donald Thomas. Check out Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Check us out daily at louisvillesportslive.net. Follow us on Twitter, at Elville Sports, without an O Live. All the best local and national guests, every Wednesday at 6 o'clock, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Here's what you missed on Middays with Marcus Mabin. Green Bay Denny, thanks for joining us on 939. What's on your mind? What's up, fellas? Sorry, it's been a while. I just got back from Disney. Well, a quick, quick story, Disney. I was had my U of L garb on. I was going through, and I ran into Donald Duck. And they don't usually typically get out of character, but that Donald Duck guy listens to the show down in Orlando. Huge U of L fan. And he said, I love Marcus Maven and Rummus. Listen, Denny, I could live for 150 more years and never hear a story better than that. Donald I don't Duck want my reaction. knows Marcus Mabin. Yeah, that, that's it. Because to me, that it's is Disney. Donald Duck. Like, don't ruin that for me. He said, you know, when he's not working, he's listening to the show. So hopefully maybe one day Donald will call in. Weekdays, 10 to noon on 93.9 The Ville. Recently, I've asked myself the question, if something were to happen to me, who would take care of my family? Who would pay for my daughter's education? Our mortgage? That's why I called David Duncan with Legacy Life Insurance. He set me up with a plan that would make sure that if something ever happened to me, my family would be taken care of. Give David Duncan a call at 502-714-1713 and let David Duncan take care of your family like he's taking care of mine. Something on your mind? Hit us up on the UPS Jobs text line 3831-939. And welcome back into the main event sports show. Derby City game day taking care of you for another 15 minutes. Time flies when you're having fun, man. We man, never have enough time. You got that man. right. You got that right, man. But back to San Diego State. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, so San Diego State, Gonzaga, both in crappy conferences, but everybody loves them. But they keep talking about the ACC's down, and that's why, you know, Duke and Louisville and those teams can't really move up like the others. Like, now, give me your reasoning behind this. Because they keep winning. I mean, it's really that simple. They just keep winning. You know who their best win on the season it is? It doesn't matter. They just keep winning. I mean, literally, they just keep winning. Like Gonzaga, Creighton. Here's the thing: like that's the best team the San Diego no, State's no. beaten all year. Creighton. You want me to tell both of you why? Why is that? Because the expectations are different. If they already know that you're in a crappy conference, they don't expect much. But for you to be the powerhouse, whereas with the ACC, you could put any one of those teams in a bag any year, shake it up, and you never know who's going to come out on top of that basketball conference. True. That's just like with the SEC. You know it's either going to be Alabama, LSU, or somebody, but then you also have those other teams who are pretty decent. You know what? That's so true. And speaking of Alabama, big ups to Charlie Strong becoming the defensive uh, 
advisor yes the to the to the defensive crimson. analyst yes yes he's the defensive analyst for the crimson tide so they're gonna Alabama. have a powerful defense next year uh, uh yeah you better believe it like, that's, that's that's kind of scary it is it's very scary <laughs> nick Saban and charlie strong <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's nfl coaching all the way around so so let me ask you do you think that this san diego state belongs in the same uh, kind of hallowed halls with uh, uh, mid-major teams is like you remember that St. Joe's team that was undefeated uh, that went uh, you know made, made their big run. Do, do you think that they are on that level of team? Like, do you think that these like I don't really believe in Gonzaga. Like San Diego State, I don't really know how to take them because, like I said, literally their best two wins are Creighton and uh, um, Villanova are their two teams. So their only big wins are against mid-major teams. Other than major powerhouses. Yeah, I just so I, I don't know how to take them. Well, like, if Louisville ends up in a bracket with San Diego State, do you think that's advantage Louisville, or would you like to see them against some someone else? I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't like, know how to take them. I have no clue. I have no clue. Just like, just do what you do. That's That's all you can do. Go out there and do what you do best. I say bring on San Diego State. That You know, Kawhi Leonard's not walking through that door. So... You know, until I see it. Thank God, because if don't he was, be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just I don't know. I, I am not on the bandwagon of Gonzaga. If I look at it as if, if Louisville ends up in a in a bracket with, uh, they can stay away from Kansas and get a San Diego State or Gonzaga. I think now, that's advantage say, Louisville. Like, now, one team I don't want Louisville to play Baylor. Absolutely not. You know that honesty, team is everything that Louisville all, does not want problems with. In all honesty, with. I say put the cards in the toughest conference and let's find out what they made of. Well, put I mean the, the toughest bracket and find out what they made of. Classically, the Midwest has always been over the last several years. The Midwest has been by far the toughest bracket. You usually will see a Kentucky, a Kansas, a Michigan State all in that bracket every year. That's been kind of the weird thing that's happened over the last several years. So, um, you know, I would rather see Louisville go out west. Of course, they've had a lot of success going out west back in 2012. They made their Cinderella run to the Final Four out of the West. They won their championship out of the West back in 86. Um, I would like to see them go to the West. Give me, uh, you know, San Diego State is the one, Gonzaga is the two, Louisville is the three. I'd even take me in the top three seat if you can get that group. Like, get, give me that like, all day long. Have, like, no respect. Gonzaga, man. What's wrong with Absolutely you? Absolutely not. Like, Gonzaga has had some very good teams. This is not a very no, good I'm, team. I'm, I'm so, what happened? They got dog so walked by Michigan, and Louisville destroyed beat. Michigan. So, what happens, Rashawn, if the Zags beat them in the tournament? Then what you going to sit there and say? Well, I mean, Louisville's lost. I believe Louisville lost to Gonzaga the one year, like way back in like the, the 90s, well, late no, 90s. No, to me, like, like, here's the thing about this college basketball season you just don't know because every team has now has had bad losses except for. Those super powerful mid-major teams that really haven't played anybody. But everybody else has like bad losses, and their else has looked horrible this season. Like all your top teams, what you consider your blue bloods, at one point in the season, they've all looked just. But you know what though? Horrible. One man's horrible is another man's parody. Like some people call it parody. When when teams continue to just beat up on each other, they say it's parody, and people say parody quote quote unquote is good. But this year, I feel like they think it's horrible because there's not a Zion Williamson, the problem, because there's not a Ben Simmons, there's not this mega powered well, you know the thing is, like, rookie class. But, but the thing is, like this parody is because all the top tier talent. At all the major programs left and got drafted in NBA. Hey, and if you want to get in uh, to the text line, they're, they're still flying in 38319. We have texter coming in and says, Man, this show needs two hours on Saturday, bruh. Uh, just goes by way too fast. I totally agree with you. I appreciate that. I hope the uh, folks at 939 DeVille are listening to that. Texter comes in as well on uh, 3831939 says, Gonzaga's weak. You know what? <laughs> Truer words have never been. Like, I, I don't believe in this Gonzaga team. I There have been some Gonzaga. 
Gonzaga teams that I really liked. This is not one of them. I think that Gonzaga's just taking advantage of a very weak conference. The last time we saw them was out there uh, in uh, the the, um, uh, the the battle for Atlantis, and they got destroyed by Michigan by about 25. One thing for yeah. sure, whoever wins the NCAA tournament this year, it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, and, and you have no idea what's going to happen in March. No and speaking of fight, how about the fight tonight? Deontay Wilder, Tyson Ooh, Fury. Man, twelve rounds of powerhouse undefeated gentlemen. Man, that that first fight when, when they was talk epic. about it, it was, was epic. epic. The unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. When when Deontay Wilder, not, I thought he knocked out Tyson Fury, and my man gets up like the Undertaker. <laughs> he literally like the counter eight just sits up. It's like doom, and it's like. Like he rose from the dead or something. It was like crazy. It was an absolutely amazing fight the last time around. Like I, I, I have not been this excited for a fight. Everybody knows main event sports. Uh, you know, it's we in the are name. Boxing in Louisville. Boxing, MMA. We've covered it all better, longer than any other sports show uh, in the city. Always have. So everybody knows we have a passion for boxing. I have not been this excited. For a fight, a heavyweight fight, since probably Bo Holyfield. Like, mm. it goes back that far. The last time that I was this excited. Lennox Lewis, I was never really excited Man. about much of what he was doing. Uh, but Bo Holyfield, everybody remembers the excitement around that. And, and, you know, being a part of that fight, which was an amazing fight. I have not, because, you know, the first time around when Fury and Wilder fought, I really didn't know what to take. Uh, you know, I, Tyson Fury, I didn't know much about. I, I thought he was more of a, a butterbean, kind of you know, big 6'9 guy. Yeah, he was like a, a, a show. You know, to see some big, tall, 6'9", 350-pound guy, you think he's like a dancing bear. But let me tell you but something. But he's fighting against somebody that's 6'7", so it's like... It's, it's, it's huge. It's mammoth. It's like Big, big John Giants. Stud. Uh, it's like Big John Stud versus Andre the Giant. Show. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, for all my WWE people out there, literally. Maybe yeah. back to the 80s on that one. Absolutely. Everybody remembers Big John Stud from back in the day. I know my, my younger <laughs> listeners, my, my, can't, my yeah, son Cameron's looking at me like, John I have no Stud. idea. Who's John who? What? <laughs> that was the original Big Show. Absolutely. You know, nobody had ever slammed or Big Hulk John Hogan Stud Hogan the Macho Man. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the mega powers. Like, this, this fight tonight has an opportunity um, to be one of the most watched fights in maybe ever. I think, we'll I think everybody's excited. We'll be one of the most watched fights. Oh, of course. I'm watching it. Everybody's watching it. I'm going to watch it. I'm very excited. So so let me ask you, fellas. Like Tyson Fury, for me, in the first fight, earned a lot of respect for me because I did not respect him as a like, boxer. Nobody. Especially when he wasn't even trained no, properly. Here's the like, like, no. like nobody has taken a, a, a wilder knockout punch and gotten up. Like Once he like really like lays it on you, nobody has gotten up from that. And he did. He got straight up, too. He got straight up. Quick. I'm telling you, Undertaker, Undertaker style, But you baby. know what? I also believe Fury dominated that fight. Fury, Fury outboxed Wilder. Because people have always said with Deontay Wilder, the issue with him is that he's not a great, quote-unquote, boxer. He's not a great he's boxer. He's just a, a great I mean, his, power. I hit. mean, his last fight, he got outboxed. He was losing that fight. Yes. I mean, he lost like literally like the first like five or six rounds of his last fight. But he has... Incredible knockout power in both hands. Somebody say, say that they, they feel that he has more power than Mike Tyson. Do you believe that? 
<laughs> I don't know. Mike Tyson made people like. I, I, like I've heard. I don't know if we can do a sports science on that. If he had more knockout power than Mike Tyson, a lot of his f- fights would not go past the first round because Mike wasn't letting you get out of the first 40 seconds most of the time. Well, I, I think the difference between the two, of course, is the fact that Tyson not only had that power, he could box. but the quickness, the speed of yeah. it. It was, it was like. And plus, plus he Shocking. knew how to box. I mean, he yes. actually he had boxing ability. Yes, and with speed and Wilder power. knows how to fight. He's just a fighter. He's one of those. I came from the streets of Alabama. He comes from the Kimbo Slice school of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beat you down. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's <laughs> it. But Wilder relies one hundred percent on his power. Yes, and and that, that's what he relies on. He relies on the fact that he knows he can knock you out with either hand. And he doesn't really have to have like a really clean shot to do it. Yes. So if I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep throwing punches and eventually I'm gonna catch you. May not be in the first round, second round, may not be in the fifth or sixth or seventh round, but eventually I'm gonna catch you so, and you're gonna fall. So we're gonna kind of go around the the, the room and kind of get you all's predictions for the fight. My like I talked about, my son Cameron is in the building today. So so Cameron, uh, I need to know what what is your prediction for the fight? You are an avid. Uh, boxing guy, you you like the you know watch the guys go in there and throw. Well, what 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 you think's gonna happen? First round knockout, Wilder wins. Ooh, he said the first round knockout. That's he, just, he called it. <laughs> first round knockout. So he of course he likes all the the big knockouts. So he he's going Ooh, for Wilder. Um, me personally, fellas, I think that. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Fury. I think Fury is going wow, to. Wow, really? I, I think Fury's gonna dictate the tempo. I think he's gonna stay away from the big shot. I thought that he got a little bit cavalier trying to mix it up with Tyson last time, but Fury's one of the only guys that's actually big enough and long enough to stay away from that. And, and I think if he can stay away from the power, control the fight, I think Fury gets it done, and I think it sets up for a mega rematch for Wilder Fury three. Is what I think happens. Ooh. Hey. Wilder Fury 3. <laughs> you know what? We have a new guy who's on the ones and twos in the studio. Let's get my man here, Jazzy J. What's say Jazzy you? Jazzy J, what's up? What's up? So what, what, what do you think is going to happen tonight? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not big into boxing. I have no idea. No. <laughs> no. Just pick a name. I'll go ahead and go with Fury. He's going to go, go with Fury. Fury. I All like right. it. There we go. Two votes for Fury. I'll take it. Jay knows what he's talking about even when he doesn't. See what I'm saying? That's talent. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Hey? Oh, I'm going to go Wilder. Because I, I, I think it's going to be a late-round knockout like okay. it was last time. Probably seventh, eighth round. I believe Wilder will be outboxed as usual, but he's going to catch him. And I think he's going to catch him enough to win the fight. Okay. What say you, Reverend Rail? I think Wilder surprises everybody tonight, not only with the ability to box, but also with this eight-round knockout. It's going to be an eight-round knockout, and he's going to box. Tonight, people are going to see that he can box, even though he's a brawler. Hmm. Very light. So, so we, there we go. So we have a, a split room, uh, just about. A split uh, decision. Yes, I like it. You know what? But I, I think Fury gets it done. We'll see what happens. So uh, any, uh, what are your thoughts today, uh, North Carolina, Louisville? Uh, do, do we have any fireworks tonight? Do you think Louisville gets upset? Or do they continue their winning ways? What do you think? XFL is awesome. Louisville wins. I like it. You in this XFL? You should <laughs> Man, be there. I love you start XFL. doing commercials for the XFL. I really should. <laughs> I really do like the XFL. Real, I know you're a UNC guy. Do you think Carolina has any way to come into the Yum Center and get it done today? I would like to see it done, but 
I don't know. But if they do, I guarantee to tell you this. I will be the first one to come in here and say, how about them Tar Heels next week? I like it. Jazzy J, what do you, what, what do you think? You're the Louisville, North Carolina. What do you think is going to happen, man? I think the Cards win. I don't know if it's super close. I think it's probably single-digit win. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Single-digit win. Uh, you know what? I, I think – well, I, I, Cam, I will ask you, what, what do you think is going to happen? Louisville, North Carolina – uh, you think Louisville's gonna get get the win today? Is your favorite player Jordan Ward gonna go crazy? What, what what's up? Coach Mack is smart, and Jordan Ward's hitting his shots. They're gonna win. Jordan Ward's gonna drop twenty some points. Oh wow! That, that he's call, calling out Coach Mack like that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <laughs> but you forgot something, Cameron. On the other end, they got to try to stop Cole Anthony too, because he's known to drop thirty. No doubt. No, no doubt. Do we really play good defense? Sometimes. <laughs> hey, Sometimes. Cameron said that the defense is going to be the difference. I, you know what? I, I tend hey, to agree with him. championships, baby. I, and I know, I know we're up against it. Well, but against bodies, remind people one thing. Yes. One thing only. Uh, Are you yeah. ready? Actually, two things. I'm going to do one. I'm going to let you do the other well, one. Well, I'm going to give my prediction on the game. Louisville gets it done. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Louisville, yeah, Louisville 95, Carolina 79. And David Johnson is going to flirt with a triple-double today. Um, this tempo, it's going to be up-tempo. There's going to be a lot of points scored. And I think that we may have an opportunity. Like, triple-double alert is going to be on tonight. Really? Absolutely. Triple-double alert. Well, you know what? I just want to remind all of our listeners to go out to Chef's Cut and tell them you heard his name, Chef's Cut, on the Man Event Sports Show. Get your 15% off. That's 9901 C. LaGrange Road, people. Get out there. get Order the Kentucky Hot Brown Pizza. It will be the greatest decision of your life. And like I said, you get 15% off if you mention the Main Event Sports Show. So that's all you got to do. Is mention Main Event, ESPN Radio, ESPN Louisville, and 15% off your total order. That's drinks included, people. So and you can go sure and have a little bit of fun. jerk wings. There you go. There you go. Oh, if anybody out there also. Yes. Anybody out there also, in the sound of my voice, if you have ever had any dreams of becoming a professional football player, go out tomorrow to Seneca Park between 1 and 1.30, and you can try out for Louisville's upcoming arena football team, the Louisville Extreme. Got trials in the park tomorrow, 1 to 1.30 at Seneca Park. Uh, the trial fee is like only, only $60 to try out. Come on out, hang out, and uh, – to see if you got what it takes. There we go. And our last two texters of the day, it says, UofL will beat UNC so bad it will feel like two losses for UNC. And last text of the day, Cole Anthony can drop 30 if he wants to, but the rest of the team gets 20. <laughs> they lose. You know what, fellas? It's I about that it. time haven, and like we always like to say, without any struggle, there is no progress. Peace. Views or opinions expressed on this show are those of the producers and or persons appearing on this show. They do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Union Broadcasting or ESPN Louisville. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded! 
Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. With UPS, Future You gets seriously pumped. As a package handler, you'll have a great job this season. Make up to $20 per hour after bonuses for a 25-hour work week. Future You goes further than you imagine. Find out what you'll become at upsjobs.com.